Tyrant. Do not adjust your frequency. This is a message from the Resistance. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've got a mini-sode for you, which I'm calling The Home Brewery, <laughs> about home brewing parts of games. But first, as usual, the business first. <laughs> we've got a new listening territory. We've got Lithuania. Ooh. So I'm going to say Sveiki to Lithuania. Sveiki. And also, listener Cameron has asked, can we give him a shout out? So, hi, Cameron. <laughs> but there you go. That is all the business. Spontaneous. Is key. So as I said then, we have got a mini-sode about homebrewing parts of like making your own bits or expansions or tweaks to existing games. And the reason why I come up with this topic because last week's episode was my homebrewed expansion sort of tweak to the Jurassic World Legacy of Reason Nublar game. And I was just thinking, I wonder how many people make personal tweaks to their own games and why. So I've just been thinking about, and I know what you're going to say, for someone who is as a stickler for the rules, as, as me you'd think oh my god what is he doing but <laughs> <laughs> yeah the spreadsheet is on fire yeah absolutely but I think sometimes I've you know I've come up with four reasons of why you might possibly do it so what do you think about these so the first one I've just put like extra content obviously like if you've got a game that you know isn't ever going to have any more expansions you might make another story for it or you might add a new character to it you know if you wanted you might boost it yourself i suppose okay so there's no other expansions so this is like actually making extra content that you're making extra cards and stuff yeah okay what if there was other expansions as well well people still do it yeah yeah no i think that's yeah i know i'm yeah i think that's perfectly reasonable because then you're sort of making it some as as unique an experience yeah yeah yeah. play what you feel Another reason I've put is just that some rule, you know, like some games just have a rule that you cannot figure out. You're just like, why have they done it like that? That makes no sense at all. So sometimes you might just choose to ignore that rule or change that rule. So, so some examples, there are quite a few games that let you choose a character and I often deal them out randomly so you don't get a choice because that's like more, you know, and just like little tweaks like that. And you know, when we played, uh, you know, the two different deck building mechanics, there's like the legendary way where you have five in a shop and you just buy and it gets replenished or there's like the Zena shift way where you have everything available and you choose you know like making tweaks to those trying them the different ways might work well speaking of legendary actually yes this fits in I was looking at just looking online and there's so many people that make their own legendary packs and extra cards and stuff like there's a program there's like a template and it's really like all the same symbols and loads of people or they've made their whole original legendary with the cards but I think for some like characters that they're not making you can get and it fits in exactly wow like there's loads out there of people making their own legendary sets and extra cards what examples of some sets did you see oh hang on let me just try and search for them <laughs> okay Order. yeah another thing sort of just rule tweaks that i can think of you know the free parking rule in monopoly it's not actually in the rules is it where you put any money that you pay to tax on the free parking and if you land on it you win all that money that's not a really? rule yeah that's amazing 
made up. Oh. <laughs> but loads of people do it. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. nothing in the rules saying that you do that. You just pay the money into the bank and that's it. Wow. Free parking is just a space where nothing, you know, it's just a free space where you don't have to do anything. And do you remember ages ago when we were talking about Smash Up and the rules say that you have the same amount of bases as players? And I was like, well, but why? You should have one less because then it forces you to fight over that territory. Otherwise, there's no need to interact with each other at all. You know, like just game, just rules that you can't fathom out and you're just like, why the hell have they said that? Well, it's weird because they would have obviously been play tested, so they're there for a reason. True. Yeah. Like, no, I get, I, you, I get you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm quite surprised. Yeah. Was um, there a time when you would absolutely stick to the rules or it's just however you feel? It, it, so if something doesn't make sense to you, you would be like, no, we're not doing that. Or when do you sort of persevere and be like, right, let's try and work this out? I think part of it, is it just like the intuitiveness of it? You know, like most games, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? You do this, then you do this, and if that, and if that. But if there's one rule that you're just, if you just can't fit it into your thing, you just like, it feels counterintuitive to do that. It doesn't feel part of the flow to do that. Then you tweak it. And I suppose everyone's different. Some people would look at a game and think, yes, this does make sense to me. This is intuitive for me. And other people don't, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. You will not conform. Another reason that I put was that it's good practice, I suppose. You know, if you wanted to go into game design, you would start by tweaking one that already exists that has a, an established mechanic. So you could practice your skills before you come up with like a whole new mechanic of your own, maybe? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, it's just like, and whether it doesn't necessarily have to like fit in with the look. I mean, there could be sort of, you know, fairly homemade stuff, but mm. it's just trying it out and just being like, and, and it's the replayability as well, isn't it? Like if you have played the game and there's no other expansions, it's like, okay. And you know it really well yeah you'd tweak it to make well that's kind of what i did with the jurassic world like just tweaked it to make it more replayable after the campaign had finished yeah make your own rules the final reason that i got is like this is particularly useful for rpg games because they're so creative anyway pretty much unless you are following like a pre-written campaign from the official source book you're going to be making stuff up and changing stuff but you like making stuff that suits your players if i was to play kids on bikes again with a different set of people I might have to tweak the rules and tweak things to suit them rather than to suit you guys that I played with the first. You know what I mean? Like like an yeah. example, so in Bunkers and Badasses, Riley made a couple of custom classes for Kimmy and Kyle just to like suit their kind of character, like the way they are sort of thing. But yeah, the, the sort yeah, but that sort of role-playing stuff is very tailored yes. and unique and anyway, isn't it really? And you've got a lot of freedom with that anyway. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to follow those rule books. No, exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that make Magic the Gathering their own cards as well just oh. for my quick look as well yeah legendary stuff I've... like that where you can yeah you can just sort of it's just using it as a template really to whatever you want to yeah do. no i suppose and i put well so one potential issue is that it might break the game so like the changes that you make the tweaks that you make might suddenly throw the game out of balance and make it either too hard or make it too unfair or whatever and if you're not a game designer you probably wouldn't be thinking along that you might be like oh yeah i just want to have this wizard because it's cool and you might have inadvertently just ruined the whole game <laughs> yeah but then yeah, that's part of testing it out and it's not there forever you can just rip that up and not do it again or no that's true like this yeah it's just trying it out isn't it Take your turn against oppression. my other question if you make too many changes to a game is it still the same game oh, well it depends how many like if it's not like an expansion thing then that's just adding on to what's already there if you're like i don't think you have to play within the limits of what the game actually is isn't it you're not going to have like monopoly and then just 
just be like, actually, we're going to, uh, I don't know, yeah, I suppose. kill each other on the game. Like, you're dead if you run out of money, or we're going to bring extra cars on the board or something, or we're going to build in the jail or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, suppose, I suppose. It's like, you know, how many cybernetic enhancements can you have before you're a completely different person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, so one example, when I was young, 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 I mean, I don't know, probably 10, 11. But so my brother was proper into Warhammer, and I really liked the figures. But when faced with such an immense book of rules, I just couldn't, I was like, I don't understand any of this. So I just used his figures and made up my own, you know, you roll a dice and that's how far your characters move. And then you roll another dice to see if they can shoot the bad guys or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think that was, was it Warhammer? Sort of... No, it was not. <laughs> no, well, no, I think that one, I think that is very, again, interpretable, like a D&D kind of thing, isn't it? Yes. I don't know much about Warhammer, but I'm sure if you just had all the figures, you had a nice setup, you could make whatever rules you wanted to for that. I think that, and I think you could still call that your playing Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, right, this is completely a bit of a tangent, but I used to have loads of alien toys, like alien figures, and I made up my own game, like Alien Combat, it was called, and each mm-hmm. one had, like, 2d6 so just 12 no not 12 because you can't roll a one can you 11 possible moves that you do and it would have like knockback and damage and whatever and so i just fight my alien figures by rolling dice anyway (laughs) i looked on board game geek for a i found a list of like some of the best fan-made expansions to games so i only made a note of like the games that we have and the games that we know sort of thing but so there's loads for Arkham Horror, like just separate story bits. So there's Arkham Horror, the door to Saturn. There's the cult of the golden scarab. But one dude has actually made a whole new town board called the Vermont Horror. So there you go. And you can download them and print them and, you know, like make them yourself. In Arkham, you can go all sorts of things, can't you? Yes, absolutely. Someone's made a set of motive cards for Cluedo to make it a little bit harder. So you not only have to find who, what and where, but also so why they did it. Well, that's clever. Small world. Someone's made loads of extra races and they've taken the map, the board, and made it into tiles, hexagon tiles, so that each time you can have the map arranged in a different way just to mix it up a bit. Space alert. You know, the horrible one where you've got the CD telling you, mm. oh my God, meteor, oh my God, aliens. Yeah. They've made a smaller version because I think you can only play it for four or five players at the minute, but they've made one that works for two or three players. And again, that's a way of it's almost like necessity doing a tweak making a change or a fan-made thing because of necessity if you never have a group of four players you still want to play this this game that you enjoy tweak it so that it works for for you yeah but then i wonder why they made that game to be four and up anyway in the first place there must have been a reason for that yeah and i guess yeah and i mean or it's the last one on the list there is loads of ticket to ride where people have just made maps of their own country maps of their own city well it's a bit like those monopoly where you get monopoly for all different cities and themes and stuff. It's still yes. Monopoly, but you can just change the pictures and have whatever theme you want. Yes. It's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. And I guess it, it they fall into like three categories, don't they? Like one category is just rule tweaks. You know, I don't like that my players get to choose their characters because that's not fair because someone always chooses first. So I'm just going to deal out characters randomly because that works better for us. That's a rule tweak. That doesn't change, you know, that whatever. Then there's one where it's the exact same game, but I guess you're reskin it, you know, so like Ticket to Ride, if you just made a map of, I don't know, bus routes around Cardiff, 
but the game wouldn't change. You'd still mm. be putting the things, you'd still have the roots, you'd still have, it's exactly the same. It's just set in a different place. Fine. And then there's others where you make a whole new story or chapter or, or thing for it. Yes. Some thoughts then. Or you could do a mashup game as yes. well, your own. So you could have like Fireball Island meets Warhammer, <laughs> that kind of thing, and use like the Warhammer setting and then have your marbles and stuff go, you know, like mashup games. Wait, like, so you're having a th- like battle, but then what? Every turn, marbles come out the volcano, and if they hit your figures, no. Or I, I mean, I was just thinking, you just got these sort of armies, but you still got to go around and take the photos and have marbles and stuff. But it's just on a Warhammer <laughs> set or something. I don't know. You could mash up games. You could try and do that. I'm adding that to the list of things to do. <laughs> or like I don't know, like Monopoly, Scrabble, or something, where you've got a I don't know, you've got to put down words, or you've got a depending on like how you, you've got a name the you've got to put words down to name the squares and then they account to how much it costs depending on what the score of the <laughs> word is or something like that yeah okay that could work just thinking off the top of my head Cluedo and oh I don't know like loads of people so as I said a lot of these are on board game geek and you can like download the files and print them yourself which I have a bit of a gripe about so if you go on board game geek and you look up a game and you click expansions it lists all the expansions both real and fan made mm. together and yeah. I don't think they should do I'm sorry you should have a separate tab here's a list of official ones and here's a list of fan made ones because otherwise yeah. you're looking through and thinking oh I haven't got that oh it's a fan one. Oh, and you know like just keep them separate Jesus but right yeah I agree I, I agree wouldn't have a problem if I did a homebrew thing and made a thing I totally would play it like with people I know but would I release it to the public isn't that a bit like egotist because you're basically saying what it boils down to is I didn't like the original so I've changed it to this or it's, only, it's an optional if it's an optional expansion and, you, and it works and you're like hi oh, guys I've made this if you want to yeah, that'd be good then you don't have to do the work if you're looking for something different that's true yeah i don't know just maybe it's an insecurity of just like well i don't want to share this with the general public in case they slate it and think it's shit (laughs) (laughs) well did we download that biscuit game thing that (laughs) true (laughs) that was terrible (laughs) yeah but that was by tony boydell who is an actual game designer so did you well i mean that was just done at home on word wasn't it it was awful yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i thought i wonder if there's any legal issue like if a board game publisher wanted to could they crack down and be like oi because if you used the artwork because like okay this some of these Arkham Horror expansions you know they've got proper Arkham artwork they've got the card templates and like you're saying these legendary card templates is that encouraged is that allowed or if they wanted to I'm not saying they would but if they suddenly decided to get really strict about it could Upper Deck yeah Upper Deck or Fantasy Flight or whatever just be like fuck off we're suing you I think well I don't know I don't think people are doing this for profit though are they so no I think that's fine I think it's all right that's true yeah I mean if it was I mean yeah okay it's stealing their artwork or whatever but if it's just as a free thing and it's not going to be it's not like you're selling it as an official expansion or anything no I suppose um, if you were making money they, that would be they definitely. release something similar then they, they're the ones that can make money out of it and it makes the fan one like replaceable so yeah I don't think it matters I don't think they're that bothered probably not true so my next bit of inquiry I was like has 
fan expansions ever been picked up by the like has the publisher ever been like actually do you know what that's quite good we'll make that for real would you believe codenames duet started off as a fan made tweak to the game and cge liked it and so they made it into codenames duet oh i wonder if they gave the person that came up with the idea a financial yeah reward oh that's one tricky that's a gray area isn't it yeah and like so a couple of so settlers of Catan card game and unmatched they've both run competitions you know here's some blank templates see what you can design and we will publish the winners so you know that happens so Catan I think published five of these fan-made expansions into just bonus sets of cards that you could get so that you know that's a way of doing it but also going back to Monopoly so obviously they knew everyone plays with their own like house rules and everyone plays it slightly differently so they did a like a poll on Facebook of what the five most popular like house rules were and they released you know all these Monopoly editions they released a Monopoly house rules edition that featured the five most popular house rules as actual rules in the rule book I mean that's a way of getting ideas getting people are doing it anyway then yeah. yeah it does seem there's quite a good sort of interaction between sort of hardcore players of certain games and the manufacturers if that is they're listening to them yeah and I think that well, that's what it boils down to like it's done out of a love for the hobby and a love for the game isn't it you wouldn't bother making a fan expansion for a game that you hated or that if you weren't into games so it comes from a good place no it's never done maliciously is it no one's going to be under the illusion that yeah my shitty fan made expansion is suddenly going to bankrupt them because it's so good <laughs> no no it's a good yeah it's a good idea and there's so many times where we're like oh if only they did this or they did this or it'd be good to see this are oh, realistically are they going to do it but no it's but you have to it's just putting in that extra time and effort isn't it you i think you really have to want that extra expansion to make all the cards get imprinted yeah and all that stuff. well so maybe that should be our next challenge and by our next challenge i mean my next challenge because you won't <laughs> but instead of creating a whole game we should choose a game that we have to make our own expansion to ah, okay that could work or what like come on a flux set we could each make a flux set oh yeah absolutely yeah that's easy enough yeah. i bet loads of people have done their own flux sets yeah probably but yes okay well i put this question onto x just generally how you feel about homebrew stuff but in my infinite amazing planning i only put it on literally like yesterday so <laughs> but riley has said that he always has this like little voice in his head that like if it's unofficial then it's not going to be very good you know we we make that stereotypical assumption don't we that he said that he did before he started like thinking about game design properly he started homebrewing legendary stuff well come on riley tell us what you made what did you yeah. do <laughs> i want to do a legendary set was it you know was it a, comp- a legendary set on a completely different ip or was it different characters more details please riley <laughs> but listener zoe as well said made one for root and is now a proper full-on game designer so that was Ooh. like the first domino and that links back to what i was saying about the good practice like starting making expansions for games that already exist and then going into designing your own games yes so that was really good and and we played zoe's game persuasion didn't we mm, that yeah. was really really good i yeah loved it so yeah it was like as a gateway gateway <laughs> it's weird whenever i say gateway i just want to say crime it was a gateway crime it led to <laughs> full-on game design <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, obviously, if you're listening to this and you've got any more thoughts about homebrew stuff, whether it is rule tweaks or whole new fan-made expansions, please get in touch. Would you get, like, if you got, like, a fan-made expansion, would you be, because you're quite pernickety on, like, the printing or the colours are the same, if it doesn't blend in, would you be, would that get on your nerves? Because it's not going to if it's, like, homemade printed and stuff. No, but I, but that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I know it's a homemade one, so that's fine. But mixing it in with all the other, with the normal stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. It would have well, to be... Well, yeah, but that's how you, you have to do to play the expansion. So if it was an extra legendary deck, it would have to mix in with all the others. So that's you would have true. that. That's why yeah. I thought this was all weird, you saying all of this, because I was like, it's, you're not going to mix it in. <laughs> no, maybe mixing in ones, I personally probably wouldn't. But like, if yeah, it was like, here's an extra story for Arkham Horror, the card game or whatever, and it comes, you know, here's just the extra set of cards that you need for this story and only this story, then yeah, I'd play that. Yeah, but that's mixing in with using the rest of the game. Well, true. Oh my god, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a no, basically, is what you're saying. (laughs) You don't want horrid, homemade printed cards in your nice bought, printed sets. So... It's true. No, I don't have a problem with homemade printed cards, but no, I don't think I would mix the two. Just aesthetically, that would bug me. Yes. But anyway, yes. Well, I've been Phil. (laughs) Well, I've been Mark. And remember, non relinquum in Arca Referculo. And please, yeah, get in touch if you've got any thoughts about homebrew stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us on X at Fun Organised. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye. Bye, Homemade Ludophiles. (laughs) (laughs) Homemade Ludophile. (laughs) Normal service will now resume. Good night.